All right, so on our continuing TV adventures, so lately we've been watching shows where there's a British and American version of some variety or combination. And you were saying last week that uh, maybe it'd be better if we watch the remake first because those tend to be the less memorable version and then watch the original second just so we're not watching this bad remake after we watch a good Yeah, because we do, we're doing too much of a comparison with, you see the, the original, which is well done, and then you see the, the the redo of it, and you're you're comparing the whole time. Yeah, and it's always like there's a reason why the originals ran for a decade and the remakes ran for six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not coincidence. But this week, I think uh, I've got both versions, so we could do both. But I feel like this might be a week where we might not watch the original at all. Maybe just the remake, because it's Saturday Night Live. And I fucking hate Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I don't know how much Saturday Night Live you've watched in your life. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's okay. But I don't mind it, except it's got so many commercials. Yeah. That by the time you're done watching the commercials, you just you just can't be bothered watching it. Yeah. So these versions I've got obviously don't have the commercials, but it's still because I think it's like a 90-minute show, right? So even without uh-huh. commercials, it's going to be like an hour. Mostly I'm just, I mean, it depends, right? There's different eras. There's obviously back in the day with like Bill Murray and stuff, yeah. and those were classic. And then there was the, when I was growing up, it was like uh, Mike Myers, you know, and uh, Adam Sandler. Like that was a pretty classic time, Chris Farley. But lately, and by lately, I mean the last 30 years, it's just the worst goddamn show. I hate it. Like I get tricked into watching it sometimes because somebody I like is the host and it's just fucking death. Like it's, I can't believe how not funny it is. Yeah. It's like, like I haven't watched it for, I haven't watched it straight through for years. But when Donald Trump was kicking around, I did watch it then because I used to get a kick out of Alec Baldwin and right. Trump. <laughs> he did an excellent job of that. So I did watch those little things, but I never watched the show straight through from start to finish. The thing it always reminds me of, which is weird. So just the basics about it. It's uh, created by Canadian Lorne Michaels. So I thought that was kind of cool. But he also got Kids in the Hall off the ground, which to me is that's the actual good thing that he did. Kids in the Hall is uh, way better than SNL. 46 seasons, 909 episodes of Saturday Night Live. And the thing that's weird about it is when you watch like behind the scenes stuff or whatever, it's obviously an incredible amount of work to do this show live and to do all these sketches every week. And it's not like they're phoning it in. Like, they are working hard. But it reminds me of WWE wrestling, where it's also a live show, very complicated. And they're not phoning it in. They're working like crazy. They have a team of writers. But in both cases, like with SNL and with WWE, I don't know what's happening. Like, they're working themselves to the bone. And then what comes out the other end is just shit week after week after week of shit and it's just because it's a, an institution that it keeps going so i'm just like fuck snl i don't even want to watch this shit <laughs> but but what i found out is there's a british version and you're never going to guess what it's called I'll, I'll give you a hint is it close is it close to saturday night live yeah i'll give you a hint it ran on fridays <laughs> okay friday night live <laughs> yeah. it actually started off being called just saturday live i don't know why they changed the name but then they moved it to friday and changed it to friday night live like doesn't it feel like you know we were saying how watching these it's like sliders like that show where they go to different alternate realities it's like you're in a different reality where instead of saturday night live it's friday night live like it's just a little different it's just a little weird <laughs> so Boy, real, really inventive. <laughs> that took a whole lot of thought. 
So I think the episode I found, it's when it was called Saturday Live and not Friday Night Live. But yeah, it's just what a funny name. So this ran uh, from 1985 to 1988 on Channel 4. And I just love these like British This is the BBC channel, isn't it? Is it it's, Channel 4 BBC? It's not technically BBC, but it was like... So there was BBC One, BBC Two, right. ITV. And then in 1982, a fourth channel... I will just call it Channel Four. <laughs> like just again, like the most, just on the no, on the nose name. But that's kind of interesting too, because me and Dan. Well, are, most typical Brits, they eh? they are not pretentious at all. Yeah, but it's kind of cool too how this all ties together. Where me and Dan are doing a podcast about it's this British TV show called Misfits. That's like a superhero show, but it's on Channel Four, and it's like oh, so this is the origin of Channel Four, and now we're watching a modern Channel Four show. It's just kind of cool how all this crap ties together. But, uh, yeah, basically, if we were to watch SNL, because we're watching a 1987 episode of the British version... Friday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I did find a 1987 episode of SNL where William Shatner's the host. So, I mean, it, if, we, uh, if we do watch it, that might be okay, because it's from the, the same, 80s. The, the same age, yeah. And, and Shatner's always funny when he does stuff. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how we feel after the British one, because I'm more than happy to never watch SNL ever. <laughs> so. You know that William Shatner celebrated his 90th birthday? Wow, man. Last week? Yeah, it was last week. Yeah, and I mean, he's still he's still doing all right for, for such an old dude. Can't complain. But basically, I don't have a lot of info about Friday Night Live, because there isn't much to say about it. Just uh, the only thing is, you know how, you know, we're just listing off the names of all these famous people who started in SNL. So they had a couple of those in the British version, too. There was Stephen Fry, who I don't know. Oh, yes. Uh, Laurie and Fry. Uh, Laurie and Fry. Yeah, no, it is Laurie and Fry, because yeah, Hugh, Hugh Laurie is uh, also it's, in uh, uh, Yeah. But so I was going to say, though, I know why I know Hugh Laurie, because of House. I don't know why I know Stephen Fry. I just know Oh, him. they used to do... A, the, when I first saw them, they were doing a butler show where uh, Hugh Laurie was the the rich money coming out his arse from who knows where inherited it or whatever and uh stephen fry is his butler and very knowing and always solves the problems of the day and and they they were in university together and at cambridge i think is where they and they started doing skits at, at cambridge and this um what is that show with the butler but it's a takeoff on some of these shows that they used to do uh, live at Cambridge. Uh, so they've been, they were an item, a twosome there doing all that stuff for years. Yeah. And then got picked up for by British TV. And Stephen Fry yeah, has, just, has, has, an own, has his own little theatrical life on his own. And he's just one of those guys that, yeah, like, I don't know why I know him. He's just enough places <laughs> and famous enough uh-huh. that I just know the name. So anyway, they're both in this, so that'll be cool. If nothing else, see the earlier days of yeah. Of and those he guys. does most. He did most of the writing on these on these skits. That right. that was more of his claim to fame than Hugh Laurie, who was kind of the character, and and Fry was like the straight man. Yeah, which was also funny. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of House, but enough to get the joke. Right, he's just this acerbic sort of. Uh, you know, super, super genius doctor, but he, he rubs everyone the wrong way and, you know, but he's just very stiff. And it's so funny that he's this, this stiff American doctor is actually played by a goofy British man. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah and he's completely different in yeah. that than he is in these comic type skits and sketches and that, that, that were his British claimed fame. So yeah, anyway, we'll watch the, uh, 
the UK SNL, and uh, then we'll see. We'll see if we want to check out. Because <laughs> again, who knows? I, I don't know late 80s SNL that well. It might be funny. There's obviously eras in well, bubbles. Well, let's look at this British one and see, because yeah. it might stink completely. We might just never yeah. want to watch either of them ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I mean, there's less value in watching SNL, the American one, because like it's still on TV. It's not like some hidden gem or we, we don't have to remind ourselves about it. Everybody is. It's like we've been choked to death on this show for yeah. 46 yeah. seasons. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just not that funny. Like I just, I always put myself in the shoes of the writers. Like even if you have to grind out this shit every week over and over, I just still can't fathom how it's so not funny. Like even if you just go to the well of non sequiturs and wackiness, like most that'd of be these better. Things that in their early days they are usually really good because uh, you've got to produce some pretty top notch stuff in order to keep your place. Yeah. First to get into the market, and then to keep your place in the market. As time goes on, though, it gets pretty. Harry Potter's a perfect example. Yeah. There. Uh, the first Harry Potter book is excellent, but I find as those shows go on, the characterization, development of characters, and all, it, it is very watered down because she can't keep up with that. Man, even worse, have you seen any of the Fantastic Beasts movies? Uh -huh. So after Harry Potter ended, they started this series of other movies. There's no books to these, it's just movies. And it takes place 100 years before. And they're so shit. They're so pointless. It's like, I was already tired of Harry Potter. And now it's Harry Potter. It doesn't even have Harry Potter in it. It's fucking yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's like the writing has to be done so quickly that you come off with something that's pretty friggin' shallow. Yeah. Whereas those early ones, um, there is a whole lot of development time put in. I mean, well, Harry Potter's an example. I think she took 10 years to to write that Harry Potter book because she kept going back and changing it and revising it and updating it and and then finally got it accepted um then she's working on number two when number one gets accepted so again she's putting a little bit of effort into number two but then it becomes such a big deal that by number three number four like it's just shallow story do you remember uh, i mean this is uh, gonna make all the harry potter fans of the world so angry but do you remember in book four where it was like they were preparing for the big dance at oh, Hermione. Big and it went on and on and on and on. Hermione was going to go to the dance with the Victor Crumhold guy from the <laughs> other school. And yeah, it's like, I've been reading this for 90 pages. This is insane. The first book would have been over by now. <laughs> it's just preparing for the dance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that was the last of those that I read because I said, oh my God, yeah, this, is, I got, this is just pulp being pushed out. I got halfway through five and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, these books are literally 800 pages. What the hell happened? <laughs> yeah, just crazy. But book number one, you can read that anytime. Book number one, I laughed out loud a whole lot of times in that. But as it went, I didn't, I don't think I laughed at number two. I definitely didn't laugh at number three, number four. Like, whoa, yawn, yawn. I still liked three enough because it had the weird time travel stuff. But even that brings up the question of, so Hermione had this cool thing so she could take multiple classes that let you reverse time and then they just never use it ever again well like that would solve every problem they ever had <laughs> that's weird but anyway um anyway let's not get into, into that <laughs> yeah it's a different podcast <laughs> the nuts to harry potter podcast we'll do that someday um i did read a little bit about snl once just because i was curious about this mostly just about lauren michaels because uh, i'm just curious about canadians who <laughs> move to america and make their fortune and it was interesting where when he first got SNL off the ground, it was revolutionary at the time. Like, we're going to do this live show 
have celebrities host it, have bands on. It was all like really exciting and cool. And back in those idealistic days when he still gave a fuck, <laughs> he quit. He quit after a few years because he didn't like where the show was going and he tried to start another show. But already at that point, like SNL was the name everyone knew and everyone kept watching SNL and no one cared about his new shows. So he kind of came back with his tail between his legs and never left again. And you can understand why, like he saw what would happen. Like if he stays at SNL, he can do that till the day he dies because it's just a larger than life, everyone knows what it is. It doesn't matter if it's good. Yeah. And trying to make a new thing is not gonna, yeah. not gonna he, happen. He can't be creative anymore. Well, he can, I mean, but, but it takes time and effort to be really creative. And if you've got to keep pumping out that stuff once a week, you can't possibly keep up with the creativity that it deserves. And so, it's like it's like a, like yeah. a riverbank eroding too. It's like ah well maybe I won't try as hard this year, and then the show's still fine. Well maybe I'll try a little less next year, and the show's still fine. And then just forty six seasons later, like yeah, you just keep. <laughs> and it's so watered down. You're still getting the same money. Yeah. So then you get your options. You either stay with it or you be true to yourself and say, forget it. I'm getting out of there. I don't want my name connected with that crap. So I guess, though, on the plus side, even though the British one got canceled after three seasons, but that might be a good thing because they didn't have time to get bad. They were only around for three seasons. It might be good. It's got Hugh and Laurie in it. How bad could it be? I guess that's famous last words. How bad could it be? Let's see. <laughs> ben Elton. Do you know that name? Is that... That, that's no. just the other name that's listed here, but yeah, I don't know who that is either. Yeah, no, that one doesn't ring a bell. Part two of Lost Belongings can be seen next Saturday on Channel 4 at the same time at 9 o'clock, or this coming Tuesday on ITV, also at 9. In a moment, Saturday Live bounce out with Stavros, star of Turn On 45 Live. Well, I tell you, I have had a terrific week. Yeah. I had more fun. I hope you have. I wish you all a long good night. And Dana says good night, Paul. Yeah, so the, the plan worked out pretty well of watching the British one first and then the American one second because, yeah, as much as I was shitting on SNL, it was way better. That was actually a pretty good SNL episode. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so because uh, I remember that uh, it's like basically it's a it's a good example of SNL of like even a good episode is there's like the one super classic like that opening sketch where it's uh, Shatner at the trekkie convention telling everyone to get a life like i've heard of that one before that one is like a famous sketch and then the rest of the show was good enough you know it was like pretty funny and even even the musical parts that were just kind of lame but there was justification for it because it's easy to see like oh they needed a few minutes to set up the next sketch so they could all dress up in these weird outfits and stuff like there was this was like not not bad as far as snl goes i don't think you could really ask for much more than that well, and the host was excellent, of course. Yeah. William Shatner has such a presence. Yeah. Whereas that British host, yeah, like he was the, just downright freaking boring. Yeah, what was his name? Ben Elton? We looked yeah. him up. Apparently, he was pretty famous in the 80s, and now he's a novelist. He moved away from TV stuff, and he wrote like 17 books, so good for him. But yeah, the British version didn't even keep this format, where SNL always has the guest host, and they're in a bunch of sketches, and it's mostly sketches. Where, yeah, that British one was more of a variety show. Yeah. It was just all kinds of random shit. Yeah, and the host, who was not that entertaining, yeah. <laughs> kept having little spots where he would have his little yak sessions or comedy humor, whatever he was supposed to be doing. But, my God, you couldn't understand the man. He had such a thick accent. 
yeah, yeah. And just the fast talking and it's like a little funny but not super funny and yeah he was he was half the show <laughs> it's weird yeah whereas shatner who does have such a presence all he did was introduce acts he didn't have a big long spiel and like that british guy did yeah yeah, and like that British version, like it reminded me a lot more of if we go way back, like our very first episode was uh, Ed, Sullivan, Ed Sullivan, yeah, where, you know, Ed Sullivan had like the uh, the circus kind of people doing the weird balancing acts and like animal shows and singers, and that's what this British yeah. SNL was like. Like is, a variety show, yeah. as opposed to uh, skits. Because they had like a Canadian comedian who I didn't know who he was, but that was kind of neat. But he had like a, a magician and then, yeah, like a, a, an in-house choir, but also some 80s new wave band. And and yeah, just even even Hugh Laurie and uh, and Stephen Fry, they had a couple of sketches and they just, they just weren't that funny, <laughs> you know? No, no comparison. So yeah, that was actually kind of a nice surprise. Because yeah, it's like we saw that the British one was like, well, this is going nowhere, but we're just fighting our way through. But and they had like... their little, in, in Saturday Night Live, they had their little news cast. Yeah. Which I know didn't mean a whole lot to you, but those names were very familiar to me. Right. And even not so much, even though I didn't remember most of the news stories, but that, that was Dennis Miller and uh, Al Franken and uh, Dana Carvey was in like every sketch. You could tell he was their, he was their head guy at this point, and he was really funny. And... Uh, Phil Hartman, man, just I, it breaks my heart every time I see him because, you know, his his wife murdered him. What a crazy death. But he was so funny in everything. He was in The Simpsons. He was just the the greatest. So it was good to see him again. John Lovitz when he was younger. <laughs> just like, this was like a shockingly good SNL. So that, yeah, definitely, like, I'm glad we didn't do it the reverse way, like you were saying last week, because, like, if we had started with SNL, we'd be like, oh, well, look at that, a good SNL. Who, yeah. who would have guessed? And then we would have watched that British one, and just it would have been death. And we probably wouldn't have watched all the British one. We yeah. would have started moving fast-forwarding through it. But to give it justice, we did, but we had to watch it first. Yeah, and even the American one, because it was our second one, each of these shows is an hour. I skipped all the music, because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but we should have skipped the music and the British one. It would have helped. Oh, we should have skipped half the British one. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, every time that host came on and talked, we should have fast-forwarded. He was terrible. I don't know. I, I, it's weird in a way, because I'm just, again, I'm going off this wiki page of it's just like, okay, Saturday Night Live, Friday Night Live. But how much connection really is there? Like, it doesn't even seem like the British one was trying to be Saturday Night Live. It yeah. was just being its own thing. And uh, they would have done better to emulate SNL a little more. <laughs> I've definitely turned around on this where I started off just... But, I mean, in my defense, like, SNL has been fucking death for a long time. <laughs> but if you go back far enough, yeah. it's pretty yeah. funny. Well, see, that was B-34. Five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Star Trek Four had just come out. They were making jokes about Star Trek Five, but there really is. There's Star Trek Five, Six, Seven. They're up to like Star Trek Eleven at this point. <laughs> so. Well, that was very enjoyable. I even if we had watched the music, the music was probably really good too. Yeah, and, and it's nice too that, in, like I was saying, that the music was more justified. It's like they did need five minutes to get in their Trekkie gear and put on their Spock fucking ears. Where in the British one. They just went to the song just to go to a song, and it just was like, whatever. So, uh, I mean, again, it all worked out in the end for those people. Like, Ben Elton became a well-known novelist. You, Laurie, and Stephen Fry are well-known and famous for their other stuff. What did you say the, you remembered the name of their yeah, show? Jeeves and Worcester. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Which is a TV series. 
So uh, maybe we should watch the Jeeves and Worcesters yeah. some, at some point, maybe not next week, but sometime, um, so you can see it. It would have been made in the 90s, I think. I'd say it was in the 90s I was watching it. Now it could have been made in the 80s. But yes, it seems like the British Saturday Night Live or whatever didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> so that's the best you can say for it. It's like, well, at least it didn't hurt anyone's career. <laughs> Again, though, I guess I've said this about many of these things too. Regardless of whether the show itself is any good, I love just knowing these things exist. That there is an American Faulty Towers, or a bunch of them. There is a British SNL. Just interesting. I didn't know any of this crap. Now I do. <laughs> so, it's worth that, if nothing else.